Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You became everything I wanted to see. California. We can be together. When the sun goes down. You can be the hot potato. I'll be the onion. California. We can be together. Hi, hello. Welcome to the IDP show. I'm your host, Adam Markham. I am joined in the virtual so check by the one, the only Johnny, the Greek. Johnny, how are we doing this evening? Outstanding, my friend. Just about a month left in the fantasy season. I'm uh, I'm ready for some titles. How about you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hoping for some titles as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, we're almost there. We're almost to the uh, the playoffs. This is this is pretty much a playoff week i would imagine for most people i'd say a lot of people are in situations if you're still tuning in you're probably in a situation where it's still important to you um i mean obviously you love us but i'd imagine that uh you're wanting to be locked in here at at playoff time if you're out there listening yes sir let's help them out that's what we're gonna do we're uh right now we're right in the middle of the uh Raiders Rams game. Uh, well, actually, it's about over. Uh, there is four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. The Rams are trying to push it in here. Uh, looks like they're going to at least get a first down, sixteen to three. But uh, this has been a pretty fun game, John. Have you any, any takeaways from this one so far? Nah. Yeah, Jacobs got in, nothing. IDP takeaways. Uh, Jacobs messed his hand up pretty good, and that's not ideal. But uh, that's it, really. Max Crosby looks great. Um, he's he's pretty much been disruptive on every play that he's not getting held on. So uh, Chandler Jones also still looking pretty solid. He's had a, a decent little game. I think he's got a half sack in this one. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty competitive. The t- Rams just scored right now, so it's sixteen to probably s- probably 10? ten here in just a second. Yeah, about four minutes left. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll be watching the end of that one while we take you through this preview, but let's go ahead and get right into it. The um, the teams on by this week, the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Coats, the Saints, and the Commanders. So that's some pretty big IDP uh, assets uh, on those teams. So, um, yeah, there's there's maybe there might be some situations where you're in a pinch this week. So hopefully we can we can help you uncover some maybe diamonds. Um, first game we got Browns versus the Bengals. The Bengals have allowed 36 sacks on the season. That is seventh most in the NFL. The Bengals pass blocking unit ranks 24th according to PFF. The Browns rank 11th according to PFF. Players we're going to start for Cleveland: Miles Garrett, duh, 15.7 points per game this year. Kind of a, a bit of a down year, I guess, when you compare it to years past. But I mean, he could he could easily get hot and and win us some championships here at the end of the season. Ninety two point two PFF grade. I think that might be the highest graded 
uh, edge rusher. Uh, Denzel Ward, 12.4 points per game, 47.6 PFF grade, but he's always a threat to make a big play every week, so he's a he's a great corner option. JOK averaging 11.6 points per game, 63.7 PFF grade. Here's the big name, though, for the Browns this week, Tony Fields. So Sion, Ta- Sion Takitaki tore his ACL in Week 13, which is a bummer. This was a contract year for Takitaki. But Fields was uh, his replacement. He played 51% of the snaps, and he picked up four tackles, had a pick six, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. It might have not. Was it a pick six, or was it a fumble recovery that he took to the house? Either uh, way. No, yeah, no, no. Ward had the, the fumble recovery. He had a pick six, I believe. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, seems So, yeah, he's. I think he's going to be a great option. Do you have any? Are you Are you picking oh, up yeah. Tony Fields, rostering yeah, yeah. him, and starting I, I, him? I went in. I saw the same thing you guys did. They, they're Deion Jones. They got him. They saw what they got, and they're like, "What have we done?" Uh, so yeah. it, it's clear. It, I think it's going to be Tony Fields. A lot of people think that. So yeah, I grabbed him. Yeah, Grand Delpit may be an option for you. He's averaging nine point eight points per game, fifty-seven point six PFF grade. Greg Newsom returned, which means reduced snaps for Martin Emerson. Emerson only played fifty-seven percent in Week Thirteen. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, 70.3 PFF grade this year. It is a good matchup against the Bengals, so, I mean, you can do worse. Dynasty stashes, we're looking at, like, Alex Wright. He has gotten a decent decent opportunity this year. He hasn't really done much with it, but he's someone that we're going to stash and uh, hope that he improves. Um, Players we are going to start for Cincinnati. Sam Hubbard, 13.9 points per game this year, 72.4 PFF grade. Trey Hendrickson, 11.9 points per game, 82.8 PFF grade, 88.8 pass rush grade. Uh, Von Bell, 11.7 points per game, 63.9 PFF grade. Jermaine Pratt, 11.5 points per game this year. He's playing 73% of the defensive snaps, 78.0 PFF grade. Uh, Logan Wilson, he's averaging 10.6 points per game, but he's playing 96% of the snaps, 68.5 PFF grade. Um that's just kind of funny. The guy playing less is uh, outproducing. <laughs> Logan Wilson been been uh, just very meh this year. Not nothing nothing special. Hopefully he can turn it on for us. But I mean he's been basically like a linebacker three four type for you this year. Um, Cam Taylor Britt, second round rookie, has done a great job replacing Shadobe Owuze. He's averaging eleven point four points per game over his last three. Uh, some dynasty stashes. Daxon Hill. Akeem Davis Gaither, Joseph Asai. I think Jermaine, I think Jermaine Pratt is a free agent. Um, I could see him easily getting a getting a, a nice spot next year, you know, kind of like a Sean Evans type type situation. He he might get uh I I'd imagine he'd get a multi year deal. I don't think he'd just get a one year deal because I mean he's he's a good linebacker. He the those grades reflect that, but anytime he's out on the field, he pops. Anything else here in these matchups that I'm missing, Johnny? Corner-wise, uh, maybe? Yeah, no, it's definitely a good Denzel Ward week for sure. Uh, anytime you got the Bengals on the other side there. Uh, we covered all the big names for sure. And great point on Pratt. He's one of my all-22 linebackers because he does have that good week-to-week PFF grade. Yes, sir. All right, Jets versus the Bills. You got it? Yeah, I got you. We'll do the old switcheroo. So the Bills pass-blocking unit ranks 21st. 
Jets is 22nd, so kind of middle of the pack for both. We got a couple injuries we're monitoring. Jordan Poyer did not practice Thursday. Matt Milano did not practice Thursday, so keep an eye on that. Uh, and we know um, it looks like A.J. Klein, if it's no Matt Milano, that changed recently. And then Jordan Poyer, who knows? It, it was Jaquan Johnson for a while, but uh, who knows? So dangerous situation there. Something to keep an eye on with the beat writers. Uh, scoring leaders for the Jets, Quinn and Williams leads the way. 16.4 points per game, 90.2 PFF grade. Finally, the coming out party we've all expected for the DT1 Quinn and Williams. Uh, CJ Mosley right behind him, 14.3 points per game, 69.9. Nice PFF grade. Uh, Sauce Gardner right behind him, 11.2 points per game, 84.2 PFF grade, 86 coverage grade, and a great name. Uh, Quincy Williams right behind that, 10.8 points per game, 51 even PFF grade. Jordan Whitehead, 10.3 points per game, 68.8 PFF. He's got a pretty good matchup this week. I like him. Carl Lawson at the defensive line, 9.6 points per game, 63.7 PFF. And DJ Reed, the other good corner here, 9.5 points per game, 73.4 PFF grade. Dynasty stashes Jermaine Johnson on the defensive line and Michael Clemens, and they have 70.8 and 76.2 PFF grades, respectively. Uh, anyone else on the Jets that we want to mention before we go over to the Bills here? No, just want to mention that uh, Jordan Whitehead has been very hot lately. He's averaging 14 points per game since week nine. Um, really good player, really good player. He's he's currently the, the defensive back 19 on the year. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, he's a big part of, the, of why that defense is, is much improved this year. Yeah, good and matchup, that, And that team's too. better. Yeah. Yeah, it's it I think this is going to be not like the first matchup we saw with these two. Um Mike White's the truth, you know what I mean? We're we're going to get some points here. That's always good for IDP. Yeah. Uh, all right, looking at the Bills, Matt Milano's their leading scorer, 15.6 points per game with a 74.3 PFF grade. Jordan Poyer right behind him, 13.8 points per game, 74 PFF grade. Tremaine Edmonds having a bit of a better year, 12.6 points per game. Uh, 83 PFF grade, and that's way up from the last two years where he had a 48 and a 41. Uh, Greg Russo playing a few more snaps without Von Miller uh, last couple weeks here. 12.1 points per game, 82.3 PFF. Uh, he is in a little bit of a slump, but uh, the playing time's there. We know the talent's there, and those are the things that lead to production, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, Ed Oliver, right behind him, 9.8 points per game, 74.4 PFF. And then Damar Hamlin, who is in an absolute slump lately, but started the season so hot. Uh, 13 points per game, weeks 4 through 10, but has dropped to 7.8 over his last three games. 64.6 PFF. I have, I'm have. i still starting him in a bunch of places. This is not uh, your typical Jets team. These guys can score points, and, and that's, uh, that's fine. I think this is going to be a good matchup for him. Uh, Dynasty stashes, Terrell Bernard. Uh, anything else on the bills we missed? Uh, corner wise, sure, maybe. I I don't know. There are better places to stream from this week. Tredavious White only played like sixty something percent of snaps last week. He's still not full go yet, and it's kind of a mess beyond that. So I I really wouldn't touch that from this side. 
All righty, good stuff there. Moving on to the Eagles versus the Giants. The Giants' pass-blocking unit ranks 18th, according to PFF. The Giants have allowed 37 sacks on the year. That's fifth most. Uh, the Eagles have the number one-rated pass-blocking unit. So some injuries to monitor this week. Leonard Williams did not practice Thursday. Uh, Kaiser White was limited Thursday with an ankle. Scoring leaders for the Eagles, TJ Edwards, been an absolute beast this year, 15.3 points per game, 84.6 PFF grade. That is the fourth highest graded linebacker. So that guy is probably going to get paid this offseason. Um, I wonder how that shakes out. I mean, both those linebackers there, Kaiser White would, just signed a one-year deal. TJ Edwards is expiring. Do you uh, you have any opinion? I mean, obviously, N'Kobe Dean is, is the answer here, but I mean, do you think they retain one of those two linebackers? Yeah. I don't know, to be honest with you. Uh, Edwards has looked great, though. That's the guy I trust more. Yeah, for sure. I feel like they're, I feel like he's going to be expensive, though. I think a lot of the league is taking note. Um, he'll, he could, he could get a nice little payday somewhere. So, um, I think if that's the case, they probably just let both those guys walk and just go forward with N'Kobe Dean and maybe try and bring a, bring a vet in for cheap. Um, but yeah, Hassan Reddick, 13.8 points per game this year, 75.4 PFF grade. Javon Hargrave, 12.6 points per game, 78.7 PFF grade. He has uh, cooled off lately. He was, you know, on a tear for a stretch there. Yeah, um, he, he, he did okay last week. But yeah, before that, he was definitely on a slump, yeah. Um, Josh Sweat, 12 points per game, 84.2 PFF grade. So love to see that. Kaiser White, like I mentioned earlier, 8.7 points per game, 59.0 PFF grade. Like I mentioned to Kobe Dean, he's your he's your stash here for Dynasty. Um, probably one of the best buys just because he didn't get his opportunity, but uh, really much this year until this past week. But, I mean, when he was out there, he was very productive. I think he – what, he end up with like five tackles and on 20% of the snaps or something like that. So, yeah. Just good signs early on, and again, the opportunity will absolutely be there for him next year. Um, so that's someone I'm really excited to see moving forward. Uh, moving over to the Giants, players I'm considering starting, Julian Love, obviously. He's currently the DB3 on the year. He's averaging 14.2 points per game, 65.2 PFF grade. We had a question today on Twitter about Julian Love, kind of what we think about him dynasty-wise. Um, if we're you know, trying to acquire him, all that stuff. What what do we value in picks wise? No, I mean he. This is awesome what he's doing, but I mean, am I going to be, be surprised if he completely drops off the face of, of the world next year? No, I I would I expect that honestly. Uh, I mean, this is this is this is a great season, but defensive back is such a replaceable position. I mean, and it, and it changes so so frequently. There's no sense in really. Over, ever overpaying for a defensive back or chasing a defensive back, anything like that. But certainly he is having a fantastic year. Um, his look at this stat line: ninety-six tackles, six tackles for loss, which I think is is among the 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 leaders at defensive back. One sack, four pass deflections, one forced fumble. So great year for for Julian Love. Uh, Dexter Lawrence also having a great year. Currently the DL19, and he's averaging 12.8 points per game on the year. But over his last four, that is up to 16 points per game. He has a 91.4 PFF grade that ranks, that ranks second among all defensive linemen. 
Uh, Aziz Ojulari, welcome back. Ojulari played 58% of the snaps in week 13, and he recorded a sack, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Leonard Williams, also a guy that's starting to heat up, starting out very slow, but he's averaging 14.2 over his last five. 83.5 defensive PFF grade. Jason Panock has benefited the most from Xavier McKinney missing time. He's averaging 11.2 points per game over his last four. And uh, a, a Xavier McKinney health update. He had the pins in his hands removed last week, but Brian Dable said the team still isn't sure if he'll be back this season. So that doesn't sound great for his outlook. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau, 8.1 points per game on the year, but starting to heat up back-to-back double-digit games. Also, you just love to see what's happening around him with Leonard Williams coming on, Dexter Lawrence taking a massive step, um, and Aziz Ojolari, he's back. So I think that that's those are all good things for Kayvon. Uh, other dynasty stashes outside of Kayvon, obviously, uh, Micah McFadden, Snaps and production both are starting to tick up for McFadden. He saw a season-high 67% of the snaps in Week 13. He played 64% in Week 12. So that's a good sign. Then also Dane Belton. He did get his opportunity, and he uh, didn't do much with it. But, you know, he's um, he's young. He's learning. He's someone that still should be on the radar, I think. Okay, I think that that uh, that's all. Anything else for corner-wise in this matchup, Johnny? Uh, yeah, just a note, Jason Pinnock, uh is definitely a safety, but he's designated a corner in a lot of places. That's a cheat code. Absolutely use that. Um, yeah, but that's it. That's the Giants. Let's move on to Jaguars versus tight ones. Uh, okay, so the, the Titans pass blocking unit ranks 32nd. That's not good. Uh, the Jags pass blocking unit ranks 7th. Injuries to watch. Chad Muma, that's the big one. That is, oh my God, Baker Mayfield did it. <laughs> what a game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and did, you, did, you see, did you see Crosby killed Baker in, in, in that drive, too? He got a no, sack. I missed, I missed. I saw Chandler Jones, I guess, also got a sack. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and there was an unsportsman like on Jerry Tillery that kept the drive going after Crosby ended it. Wow, what a what scene. A, what an idiot, man. What I hope they idiot. miss this kick. I hope they do, too. That'd be great. Well, you'll hear us yelling if they miss the kick. But, uh, yeah, Chad Muma, that's the big one. So, obviously, his coming out party was last week, but then he he messed his ankle up. He's not been practicing, which is not good. But, uh, you know, hopefully he's back for this weekend. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons also did not practice, but that is a uh, tradition at this point. He should be fine. David Long did not practice and is doubtful. We're probably not going to see him. Denico Autry did not practice. Christian Fulton did not practice. Uh, Jags players we're looking at include Foye Lucan, obviously, leading scorer, 16.8 points per game, 62.2 PFF. Chad Muma, if he can go, uh, 20 tackles in a sack and a half in his last two games as the starter, 53.3 PFF grade. Uh, Andre Cisco also banged up 12.1 points per game, 71.7 PFF. He appears to be good to go this week, though. Uh, Devin Lloyd's definitely come back down to earth, 11.3 points per game, 51.9 PFF. Ray Sean Jenkins, 11 points per game, 50.7 PFF. Josh Allen, 9.6 with a 75.5 PFF and a 12.7% pressure rate. 
Tyson Campbell, who's been ice cold, and this is not a good matchup against the Titans. They cannot throw the ball. I would not play him this week. 9.5 points per game, 74.4 PFF. And Trayvon Walker, 8 points per game, 57 even PFF with a 7.7% pressure rate. Less than ideal. Uh, Any thoughts on the Jags here? No. What do you think about Josh Allen? Are you fed up? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's annoying. He's annoying. And do you have any opinion on the Devin Lloyd situation? Oh man, what a mess! What an absolute mess! It, why did why do they have three guys for two positions in the first place? It, it's, it's the so Jags. Stu- it's so stupid. The whole thing is so stupid. They're paying all this money to linebackers. No one pays linebackers anymore. <laughs> I know, man. It's the Jag- the Jags do, but yeah, they were setting up. I mean, wh- they were setting up one of those young linebackers for just failure. I mean, that they were just that's just that's just now a bad situation. You know, it's just not good. But uh, we'll see. I don't know how long we're gonna be waiting for Devin Lloyd to. Well, he'll, he might get his redemption this week. That that will be nice. Um, yeah. potentially. So we'll see what he does with it, but. Either way, it feels like Chad Muma is, uh, it's going to be hard to put that genie back in the bottle. Oh, after last week? Yeah. 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 And the week before, that might have even been bigger. Because the week before, I don't know if you guys read that article where, where uh, they, Foye Luakon said in a press conference that having Muma there uh, took a lot off his plate and allowed him to make plays. And yeah. that that week prior was when he had like the almost twenty tackle game, and he went nuts. Right. Yeah. And Moom uh, Foyer's balling right now. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. It's gonna be tough to uh, undo that. Um, moving on to the Titans, though, we got uh, lead scorer Jeffrey Simmons, thirteen point six points per game, eighty six point one PFF grade. He's obviously awesome. Uh, when David Long is out, Dylan Cole is in. Last week, it was for five tackles on 77% of snaps. Behind him is Joe Schobert. Behind him is Monty Rice. Dylan Cole is probably the only guy that's going to have any value because they also run a third safety when uh, they're missing people, Andrew Adams. Uh, So just keep that in mind. Uh, Mario Edwards, averaging 12 points per game over his last five, three sacks in that span, 62.1 PFF. That's fallout from them missing Harold Landry, some other injuries on the defensive line. Autry. Right, Autry. That's been that's been nice to see. Uh, speaking of Autry, 12.8 points per game, 80.1 PFF. Rashad Weaver, basically 10 points per game, 59 PFF. Monty Hooker is back. We'll see for how long. 9.5 points per game, 67.2 PFF. Roger McCreary has unfortunately slowed way down, and this is probably not a great week to start him either. 8.9 points per game, 61.5 PFF. Bud Dupree, 8.6 points per game, 62 PFF. And Kevin Biard having a bit of a down year as well. 8.1 points per game, 72.1 PFF. Yeah, the uh, besides Simmons, the uh, Titans ain't what they used to be, it feels like. No, yeah, too many injuries. Um, and then, yeah, they don't have... Anyone on offense? <laughs> yeah, Derrick Henry's getting old. I mean, it's kind of you know they're, it's pretty obvious what they're gonna try and do on offense uh, every every week. So that makes it a little bit easier to stop this year, I think. So, but you know they're they're still gonna make the playoffs. They could still make some noise. They're well coached. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a very boring brand of football. 
Yeah, you know what though? It it travels in uh, the postseason. Uh, good run game, defense. Yeah. If if they got to go somewhere and it's snowing or some shit, like that, that's all they need. They can win that. Yeah, they're gonna be building a new stadium in Nashville. Really? So, yeah, so that'll be nice. That stadium now is a dump. Nissan Stadium. Mm. Terrible. Um, all right, Vikings versus the Lions. I don't have the line pulled up, but I think the Lions are favored in this one. I saw they are, which is wild. I, I, it makes no sense. And the over under is probably super high with these two offenses. Oh, it should be a fun one. Uh, Lions pass blocking unit ranks 27th, although they are getting some people back this week, I believe. Um, Vikings pass blocking unit ranks 20th. Injuries to watch in this game. Daniel Hunter did not practice Thursday. Harrison Smith upgraded to limited after not practicing on Wednesday. Jeff Okuda is still not practicing. So scoring leaders for the Vikings is Darius Smith, 16.4 points per game, 80.4 PFF grade. Harrison Smith continues to get it done, 15.1 points per game. That is top five defensive back numbers, uh, 65.3 PFF grade this year. Jordan Hicks, 14.7 points per game, 62.8 PFF. That's been a great signing for Minnesota. Um, Daniel Hunter, 13.6 points per game. He's had a much better second half. Remember, he was one of those guys that started out slow, and everyone was like, what's going on? 82.5 PFF grade. Um, Eric Kendricks, 12.4 points per game this year. A bit of a down year, but he is starting to heat up. He is always solid. He's a, he's a solid linebacker, 2-3. And I, I think he's going to continue to be that for another um, probably two years. 60.6 PFF grade this year, which is down from years past, but he's still a good linebacker. Um, Patrick Peterson having a fantastic year, 11.5 points per game, 80.6 PFF grade. And then Cam Bynum, 9.2 points per game, 60.0 PFF grade. I guess if Daniel Hunter is, happens to miss this game, DJ Wanham could be an option. Maybe Patrick Jones, if you're feeling lucky. I mean, both those guys, if you're feeling lucky, really. But um, Patrick Jones has been kind of productive as of late. He's had some some nice splash weeks. Um, it's his second year in the league, so you like to see that. So he's someone that you should stash for Dynasty. Lewis Seen, don't forget about him. He might have gotten dropped out there. And then Brian Asamoah, another Dynasty stash. Um, anything else, Johnny? Any corners that I should mention in this match? Yeah. This, is a, this is a great corner match. Oh, matchup. yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. This is this is one of the best ones this week. Cam Bynum is designated a corner in a lot of places. Take advantage of that. Uh, Patrick Peterson, obviously, um, same thing in reverse. If Okuda can go, that's that's a good week for him. Will Harris, he's a safety, but designated a corner in a lot of places. They just screw this up on all the sites, and we just got to take advantage. Good stuff there. Okay, moving on to the Lions. Romeo Aquara, he is set to make his season debut this this uh, this week. I think he what tore his Achilles last year. So we'll see another another edge guy in the mix. They have quite the rotation there, especially James Houston. This guy has come out of nowhere and he's been very productive as of late uh, on limited snaps. But yeah, I, I think that's that's hard to count on. And plus he doesn't get the, uh, he doesn't get the defensive line tag and sleeper. I noticed. So that's kind of a bummer, but yeah, that guy's been very productive lately. Alex Anzalone, um, Alex Anzalone, 13.5 points per game, 55.2 PFF grade. He's been really solid this year. Um, for IDP, at least Kirby Joseph, the rookie 8.9 points per game this season, 
but he's averaging 15.1 points per game over his last five, 68.6 PFF grade. So that looks like a really good pick that Detroit made. They got a nice um, nice safety group there with Joseph, Deshaun Elliott, Tracy Walker once he comes back from, from injury. Uh, Deshaun Elliott, speaking of, 11.6 points per game, 69.1 PFF grade. Malcolm Rodriguez, 11.3 points per game, 64.5 PFF grade, but played just 40% of the snaps in week 13. Those numbers have been trending down lately, so not someone you can trust anymore. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, 10.6 points per game, 70.1 PFF grade. He's also been pretty average, um, but I think that he's going to be fine moving forward. Still someone that you want to maybe go out and acquire, you know, if you're, if, if you, if a contender has him, that may be, you know, someone you try and target um, because he hasn't been that impressive this year. John Kaminsky, 6.7 points per game on the year. He has been getting a lot of opportunity as of late, but we'll see how that changes with uh, Aquara, James Houston kind of coming into the mix. But Kaminsky's been very good, especially from a, tre- uh, a pressure standpoint. 60.6 PFF grade this year. I think that is it for the Lions. Any any cornerbacks that you're interested in on that uh, side? Yeah, yeah. Okuda, Will Harris. Those are the two guys to go after. It's kind of a mess beyond that, so I would just stick to those two. I think Okuda is out this week. Is there who is who would be his backup? Jerry Jacobs would be his direct backup with uh Omani Awarie being a possibility, but he's he'd been benched, not benched, benched, not benched a bunch this season, so I'd just stay away from that. Jerry Jacobs would be the guy. Mm. Just ask Johnny, folks. Just ask Johnny if you got any corner questions. <laughs> it's all in the brain box now. We're in week 14. <laughs> that's right. Uh, all right, that's the Lions. Let's move on to the Texans versus the... How about them Cowboys? <laughs> this is going to be a bloodbath. I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> How you feeling about your boys? Uh, good. We're going to, you know, exit immediately in the playoffs as is tradition, but, uh, it's, it's been a fun brand of football, man. That, that game last week against the Colts, like I was shitting bricks at halftime. And then, uh, you know, it was 50 by the time I went to bed. <laughs> I know, man. I didn't even, I, I turned it off and yeah, I saw the score the next day. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was all in the fourth quarter. <laughs> That's insane. You got a good team there. It's it's insane how good your division has ended up being. You know, I think to start the year, a lot of people would have said that was one of the worst divisions in in football. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's it is competitive, dude. Yeah, it really is. It's it's been nice, and your team's doing well too. It's it's uh, been a nice NFC. I feel bad for Bob a little bit, but uh, he got his Super Bowl last year, so he's all know. right. He's fine. He's fine. He'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, All right, so the Texans have allowed 33 sacks, which is the eighth most in the NFL, but they're 29th ranked pass blocking unit, and they've got the Cowboys pass rushing down this week. Yikes. Uh, The Texans, the Cowboys have the 19th ranked pass blocking unit and have allowed 15 sacks, which is the fewest in the NFL. Polar opposites there. Uh, Scoring leaders for the Texans, Jalen Petrie, looking real good, and he finally got full snaps again last week, so that was good to see. Uh, 13.3 points per game, 47.8 PFF, which is not great, 
But uh, he plays enough and he gives us points. That's all we care about. He leads the NFL in missed tackles of 25. <laughs> He's a rookie. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's a lot. It's a lot of missed tackles. Uh, but hey, that could be that could be tackles next year, folks. That's hey, that's right. Silver lining. Silver lining. That's right. Uh, beyond him, we got Christian Kirksey. Uh, 12.9 points per game, 59.1 PFF. Uh, Desmond King. Uh, just be careful with Desmond King because if Derek Stingley plays, K- King's uh, playing time takes a huge cut. Uh, so just keep that in mind. 12.5 points per game with a 73.8 PFF. Jerry Hughes, who was excellent for the first part of the season, has really cooled off. 11.1 points per game to start the year, only averaging one point per game over his last three. 73.2 PFF, less than ideal. Uh, then we got Jonathan Owens, also less than ideal because he was great this year, 9.5 points per season, also averaging just 5.4 over the last three. And his playing time took a hit as well. He's been in, down to about 80% of snaps the last month or so out of nowhere for whatever reason. Uh, his PFF is 49.7. Uh, Christian Harris, kind of a bummer. You know, he's he got, he's got the playing time. Uh, you know, this team's on defense quite a bit. Uh, he's averaging just 7.5 points per game since week seven with a 28.6 PFF grade, which is horrendous. That is that is red if you're uh, an all 22 person and red is bad. Uh, so so this is fifth worst amongst all linebackers. Not great. And then I'm going to try and not Bobby this. Agbanio Arcorawanko. Yeah, we know who you're talking about. That guy, uh, 57% of snaps in week 13, scored in double digits in three of his last four games. So looking good there. Any other Texans strike your fancy this week? No, I don't think so. Not a lot to not a lot to pick from there. Nice to see Jalen Petre doing his thing. He's been a nice yeah. little playmaker. Uh, Christian Kirksey, still one of those guys that is way younger than you think. He's, he's 29, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he could still have, you know, some... Some value uh, and some and some IDP leagues, I think, for another, you know, maybe year or two. But, yeah, I think we hit on all the big boys there. Yeah. Uh, this is an okay week for, like, Steven Nelson, Desmond King, Derek Stingley, if they play. Because uh, the Cowboys pass more than they should. Uh, they should never pass. They should just run and play defense because then they'd win every game, not just most games. But that's just one fan's opinion. Um so 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 decent corner week for them. Bad corner week for the Cowboys because it's going to be splash play dependency. The Texans cannot complete passes, and completed passes are our floor. Uh, moving on to the Cowboys. Lead scorer, Micah Parsons. I don't think we're shocked by that. 20.5 points per game. 91.4 PFF. Absolute monster. Good God. Uh, after him, we got Donovan Wilson. 13.6 points per game on the year, but he's down a little bit lately. 9.4 points per game in the last four, 68.7 PFF. After that, we got D-Law, 12.7 points per game with a 78.9 PFF. He's in a little bit of a slump as well. Uh, J. Broke Ron his Kurt. foot though, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's That'll, the do sec- it. That'll do it. That's <laughs> the second time that's happened uh, to him. Yeah, it's amazing he's even out there playing. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, I hope it's not the same foot because this happened a couple years back too, and it mm-hmm. was devastating. 
yep. But beyond him, we got J. Ron Kirst, uh, 11.5 points per game, 66.7 PFF. Then Dorrance Armstrong, uh, the other excellent pass rush guy, 11.3 points per game, 61.2 PFF. Trayvon Diggs, 10.1 points per game, 71.1 PFF. If you had to start any Cowboys corner this week, this would be the one I would do just because, you know, we it would need an interception for it to be a good game because there aren't going to be enough completed passes for tackles and pass defense. And if someone's going to get a pick, it's Trayvon. So there you go. Uh, after him, it's LVE, 8.7 points per game, 69.5 PFF. Dante Fowler occasionally will score some points, 8.4 points per game, 61.8 PFF. Dynasty stashes Sam Williams, pass rush, 8.1 points per game, 69.5 PFF, 75.3 pass rush grade. That looks really good. Uh, and there was someone on NFL radio the other day on Sirius talking about uh, offensive and defensive line rookies and who the best were, uh, you know, through the season. And Sam Williams was his number one um, defensive line guy uh, going into next year. So this is legit. Uh, and then Damone Clark, uh, 49% of snaps in week 13, 56.5 PFF grade. And that was mostly just due to injury. Anything else on the Cowboys? No. Yeah. I love Sam Williams. He's looked amazing and he's had, he's had some really nice weeks for IDP as well. Um, and Damone Clark. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, already playing 49% of the snaps. LVE is gone next year. He could be, he could be someone that could be valuable next year. Um, I think we got them all there, Johnny. Yes, sir. Quite, quite a few uh, IDP pieces uh, on the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, even Dante Fowler this week. I mean, that's a, that's a good matchup for him. You know, against the, against the Texans. I mean, he's that's kind of how he does it. You know, he he has a sack, then he takes a week or two off, has a sack. So this could be one of his sack weeks. Oh yeah, they're gonna have uh, like eight nine sacks this week, so uh, they'll yep. they'll be plenty. <laughs> yep. All right, Ravens versus the Steelers. This one doesn't feel as exciting as years <laughs> past. <laughs> you know, not as uh, not as juiced up for this one. Ravens pass blocking ranks second. Um, their pass blocking unit ranks second. The Steelers rank ninth. So injuries we're watching out for in this one. Cam Hayward did not practice Thursday. Uh, TJ Watt did not practice. Marcus Peters did not practice, but that was not injury related. Just rest apparently. So yeah, and there's a I don't know if anyone's noticed, but illness is going around the NFL. That's true. Yeah, the the saw where the fluid made its way through one of the locker rooms. Yeah, I got the Chargers last week. It it hit the Vikings this week. A uh, lot of guys got the flu lately yeah tis the season yep okay so scoring leaders for the ravens marcus williams due back soon he was averaging 17 points per game since injury so that's someone that needs to be added if he's out there he was actually available in a couple of the leagues i'm in so i am uh, hoping that you know maybe i have a safety one down the stretch mm-hmm. um nate hobbs very similar situation we saw him play tonight he he was out there on waivers for me. I picked him up in like multiple leagues. He's been balling. Um, Roquan Smith, 16.1 points per game on the season with a 61.7 PFF grade. But here are his splits. He averaged 18.1 points per game and 10.4 tackles per game with Chicago. He's averaging 11.7 points per game and just 7.75 tackles with Baltimore. Are you concerned at all about Roquan's dynasty value, Johnny? 
Yeah, uh, I'll tell you how concerned I am. I'm playing Shaq Thompson over him in multiple leagues this week. Wow. Better wow. Ma- better matchup. Uh, defense will be on the field more often. Uh, an, an offense on that team that's more conducive to going three and out. Uh, those are all things that matter. And uh, less chefs in the kitchen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if uh, and you need to be looking at that stuff. You need to be looking at how people are performing lately. That's we uh, we break that stuff down over at the show dot com on our ranks. Um, we look at how people have been been performing over the last four to five weeks. Uh, it's just very important. You don't need to just you know. We we look at we prefer points per game over total points, but I mean, even points per game has its flaws. You want to be able to see how players are performing recently uh within the last month or so um so yeah you need to always be aware of that stuff yeah um, and, and and as a box score guy there is a night and day difference between the bears box scores and the the um ravens box scores for uh roquan yeah i mean just look at jack sanborn look at how he's doing in chicago versus roquan sanborn right. is, is the linebacker you want by far oh yeah Okay, um, so Patrick Queen, I think he left the game early last week, right, with like a thigh injury or something? Yeah, they carded him and, and scared the crap out of everyone. It's just a thigh bruise. He's practicing this week. He's fine. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think we, we talked about it on, on our pod this week. Um, yeah, they're carding everyone these days. <laughs> we'll say what, can you stop doing that? You're scaring us. We can't take it. Uh, 68.0 PFF grade, that's much better than... His first few years, mm. uh, Justin Houston, 14.1 points per game, but he's averaging just three and a half over his last three. 73.6 PFF grade this year, though, so nice to see that out of the, what is he, 35, 36? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's up there. Marlon Humphrey, 11.5 points per game on the season, but he's averaging 17 points per game over his last four. 78.9 PFF grade on the year. Calais Campbell, similar situation, 10.7 points per game on the year, but he's averaging 14.2 over his last six. Pretty impressive. 77.9 PFF grade. And then Tyus Bowser, nice to see him back in action. His playing time has has been between 60 to 72% of the defensive snaps since returning week nine. 66.3 PFF grade. Uh, And then our OA update. Snaps were down to 32% this week. That is a season low. Mm. So, yeah, not what we hope for out of OA. They have a lot of uh, chefs in the kitchen as well. At least they are uh, experienced chefs. So you hope that he's maybe soaking up some of that knowledge, can maybe come out uh, next year and and do better about putting it together. Um, He's averaging just 6.8 points per game with a 55.9 PFF grade. Dynasty stashes for the Ravens. Kyle Hamilton been playing very well PFF wise, eighty four point six PFF grade, and then David Ajabo. Um, I don't think he is officially returned yet, but I do think that he uh, they plan on using him at some point this year. So um, definitely someone you need to have on your dynasty radar. Both those guys and been really good buys. Both those two. Uh, scoring leaders for the Steelers, TJ Watt, 16.2 points per game, 80.4 PFF grade. He still doesn't really seem himself. Um, I think he maybe came back a little too soon. 
Um, and they really, I don't know why he came back period when that, when that first happened, there was, you know, talks that he was done for, usually that is a year, you know, a season ender, right. But, but whatever, he's back out there and he's, uh, he's doing okay. I, I would expect for the production to pick up towards the end of the year as he gets more healthy and comfortable. Um, Alex Highsmith, 14.8 points per game, 80.9 PFF grade. He's been great this year. Mm. Minka Fitzpatrick, 14.7 points per game, 85.2 PFF, uh, PFF grade. Kim Hayward, 12.1 points per game, 88.7 PFF. Miles Jack, 10.7 points per game, 52.9. Levi Wallace, 10.1 points per game, but he's averaging 15.6 over his last four, 54.2 PFF grade. And then Devin Bush, remember that guy? Mm, 6.8, yeah, 6.8 points per game, 61.2 PFF grade. He's been a major bummer. We'll we'll see what happens with his career. I'm sure that uh, he's going to be moving on. Maybe he can bounce back somewhere else. And he's he's been playing more than Jack the last week or two, too, for whatever reason. Makes I no noticed sense. that. That's yeah. very weird. Yep. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, yeah, Levi's been hot. This ain't the week, though. This is a backup quarterback on a team that doesn't throw the ball in the first place. That's not what we look to for streaming corner. Uh, all right. Uh, Chiefs Broncos. Yep. All right. Chiefs Broncos, uh, should be a one-sided affair. Are, are you watching, speaking of which, are you watching the toilets to touchdown passes thing, uh, for Russell Wilson? No, you tagged me one of those things. I haven't been keeping up though. Is it, uh, how are the toilets doing? Oh, they're winning. He, so there are 12 toilets and eight touchdown passes with about a month left in the season. And I am wow. rooting for toilets very i've been a toilet fan since the beginning um, oh yeah 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 toilets are doing great yeah <laughs> love that that's uh yeah that's that's the most important stat on the year no doubt about it <laughs> okay so the broncos rank 17th in pass blocking chiefs rank 12th uh broncos are fourth in sacks allowed with 38 so uh yeah could be good good week for uh carl Aftis, maybe um or that's allowed. Never mind. Reverse that. Uh, scoring leaders for Chiefs: Nick Bolton, great year, 17 points per game, 73.4 PFF. He's locked and loaded. Legarius Sneed, uh, I think, is still corner one, and unless you want to call Julian Love a corner, um, which he is in some places, as weird as that is, uh, 15.8 points per game, 83.5 PFF, just excellent. Uh, Willie Gay, also really good this year, 14.8 points per game, 63.3 PFF. Chris Jones, 14.5 with 91.9 PFF grade. Frank Clark, 8.6. That's uh, about what we expect out of him, 61.9 PFF grade. Carlos Dunlap, also 8.6 points per game, 64.9 PFF grade. But he, uh, much like last year, towards the end of the season, is heating up, averaging 10.4 over the last month. Uh, Trent McDuffie, rookie corner, 8.1 points per game, 76 PFF. Uh, this is, it's always a luxurious Sneed week. It is not a Trent McDuffie week. It is not a Joshua Williams week. This is the Broncos passing attack. We're talking about not, uh, you know, the 99 Rams or something. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, and then George furious, George Carl is 6.6 points per game, 51.4 PFF, but he's had sacks in back-to-back games and he's got a really nice schedule through playoffs. 
he gets Denver this week, Houston in week 15, and Seattle in week 16. So things are looking good for him. Any thoughts on the Broncos? Uh, Chiefs, excuse me. Is Nick Bolton the dynasty linebacker one? I mean, your candidates are are Roquan, Devin White. Yeah, he probably is, to be honest with you. Because Devin White is super spotty this year anyway. Um, and, And he's not good. That's the problem. His PFF score is garbage, and that means they can get the rug pulled out from under him at any any moment. Like Cunningham, yep. like, like Jalen Smith, like we've seen that a million times. Yep. Uh, Bolton's actually good. He's actually productive. He's super young. Uh, there's nothing not to like. Yeah, yeah. I I think we've I've moved him up to my linebacker one. He's also like 23, versus those guys are you know 20. I think. Devin White's like almost 25. Roquan's almost 26. So, yeah, I mean, Bolton has been, I mean, 17 points per, per game. I mean, that's that's elite. Yeah. Yeah, he's been awesome. But uh, speaking of elite, Josie Jewell, 18 oh, points man. per game, 70.8 PFF. He's been awesome. That's another guy I'm playing over Roquan this week and yep. really, really every week, <laughs> in, unless Roquan's on the Bears, if we're being honest. Uh, he's the points leader for the Broncos, 18 points per game, 70.8 PFF grade. Justin Simmons behind him, uh, 12.4 points per game, 78.2 PFF grade. Pretty good matchup for him. The Chiefs have a pretty good offense, so that should work out. Randy Gregory, 12.4 points per game, and I've added him in a couple of places, hoping he comes back, but as this season swirls the toilet, I have my doubts. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'd say you're probably right. But it would be nice to see him come back. He was he was playing very well before injury. Um, 87.4 PFF grade. Pressure yeah. numbers were great this year. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was solid. He's a really good player. So I hope we get him back for playoffs. We shall see. Uh, but one piece of good news for playoffs, Alex Singleton saw 88% of snaps last week. That's the highest he's seen since he had to come in for Jewel uh, a few weeks back. Uh, he appears to be the legit second linebacker, second inside linebacker here now. 11.9 points per game with an 85.9 PFF grade. The problem is there's no splash plays. It, it's all tackles, yeah. but there's a ton of them. <laughs> how, how surprising is that, though, that PFF grade for Singleton? That dude oh, usually is butt. Right. Makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. 17 tackles last week. I think him and Jewel both had that. You're right, right. Right. There's That's been nuts. a lot of a lot of weird PFF stuff this year. Desmond King has a good PFF grade. I almost added yeah. him as a, a as a corner in all 22 and then I came to my senses and I was like, what is going on here? Like this guy's terrible. Like <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine Edmonds another one that's been really good. Yeah, you're right. There's been a lot of that. Very strange. But uh yep, Singleton's looking good. Draymond Jones also looking good. 10 points per game, 50 even PFF. Baron Browning, nine points per game, 64.9 PFF. And Jonathan Cooper, 5.5 points per game. Had a sack last week, 68.1 PFF. Uh, this is a, definitely a good Patrick Sertain week. This is a good Damari Mathis week. Um, you know, the Chiefs are the, the type of offense you want to stream corner against, no doubt. Uh, thoughts on the Broncos? Yeah, love me some Josie Jewell. I've, I was beating that drum hard this year. Um, I wonder what his dynasty value looks like. I mean, he he is signed there. They gave him a two-year deal. So I do feel good about him being that, uh, you know, other linebacker next year. Outside of that, though, I'm not really sure 
what type of staying power he's going to have. But, man, I mean, there's not many linebackers that are as productive as Josie Jewell right now. Mm. Yeah, excellent. Yep. Okay, so next game we got Panthers versus the Seahawks. Panthers ranked fourth in pass blocking. The the Seahawks, uh, their pass blocking unit ranks 16th. Um, scoring leaders for the Panthers, Frankie Louvu, 17.1 points per game this year, 75.1 PFF grade. Another guy who I'm very curious about, what does his dynasty uh, future look like? He is also signed. He's still going to be under contract there for uh, Carolina, so I like that. Um, but I'm not sure about Shaq Thompson. I think Shaq Thompson may – I need to check on his contract. But um, – Either way, he's one of those guys that you just, you know, came out of nowhere. He's kind of hard to trust as far as dynasty value goes. I, I think if you got an opportunity to move him, if you can, if you can, you know, get a third for, for Frankie Louvre, if you can get more, definitely do it. But I think if you can at least get a third, I think you should, you know, really consider moving somebody like that. Uh, Brian Burns, 16.2 points per game on the year, but he's averaging 22.7 over his last five PFF numbers are a little down though, sixty-five point eight PFF grade, but yeah, Brian Burns, he's um, nice to see him have a breakout. There, mm-hmm. that was one of those guys that I, you know, I was never sure if he was gonna put up the big stat, the the big sack numbers and all that stuff. But uh, it does seem like he he is trending that direction, so we love to see it. Um, Shaq Thompson, eleven point two points per game, sixty-six point four PFF grade. He has been hot as of late though. Uh, Derek Brown, 9.3 points per game. Welcome to the defensive tackle scene, Mr. Brown. 85.5 PFF grade. Jeremy Chin, down year, 8.8 points per game, 48.1 PFF grade. Mm. Told you guys to sell him in Dynasty. I hope you did. Um, that's another example of never chase a cornerback or a defensive back. Um, the, the, the value is just way too far, you know, way too up and down. Um, Marquise Haynes, 7.8 points per game. He has three sacks in his last three games, 64.4 PFF grade. Gross Matos, 6.7 points per game, 47.7 PFF grade. Looking like a bust. Um, any, any corners for the Panthers, Johnny? Uh, yeah, this is a good JC Horn week. CJ Henderson's the guy behind him. He plays a little bit less, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the Seahawks passing attack. Yeah, sign sign me up. Yeah. All right, so scoring leaders for the Seahawks, Yuchina Nuosu, 16 points per game this year, 72.6 PFF grade. Jordan Brooks, 15.3 points per game, 59.2 PFF. Tariq Woolen, 13.4 points per game, 72.0 PFF. Looking like maybe the best pick of the draft. Yeah. Um, I think he was like a... A fourth or fifth rounder, I believe, but yeah, Seattle they do a good job of uh, of finding those defensive backs. Uh, Cody Barton, twelve point eight points per game, fifty three point two PFF grade. He doesn't care if you're going to reduce the playing time; he's still going to get out there and be relevant for us in IDP. And the playing time's fine. I mean, as long as he's getting seventy percent, fire him up. He is uh, extremely efficient. Michael Jackson, 10.4 points per game, 58.4 PFF. Ryan Neal, 9.5 points per game, 81.3 PFF. He left week 13 
in the fourth quarter due to a knee injury. So look for Tez Tabor to replace him if he is to miss week 14. I don't, Kobe, I don't, think, I, I don't think he's gonna just, just to pipe in real quick. Cause everything I've read this week says that uh, they knew that it was going to be a load management thing and that he could have played the last, the rest of that game last week if they needed him to. Okay. He's been kind of down though, as of late. I mean, if you can find yeah. a better option out there, may not be a bad idea. He just, I think something clearly is bothering that dude. Oh, um, he's he's got more than one injury, and and it's uh it's the Panthers. It's you know this is not like the O seven Patriots across from them, uh, offense wise, right? There's not going to be a lot to eat here except for guys like uh, Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton because they're just going to run, uh, what's his face, Deonta Foreman like forty times. <laughs> yep, very true. Okay, I guess to wrap up, Seahawks, Kobe Bryant. Uh, I got to mention him. 9.1 points per game, 55.4 PFF grade. So I think that does it for the Seahawks, Johnny. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, it's 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 nice to have the Seahawks be fun again. Now, now that Russell Wilson has left and uh, Geno's kind of stepped up, like I really enjoy watching this team again. It's nice. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, they're not going <laughs> to... You hate it. You also kind of hate it for for their future, though. I mean, it seems like they may be in a spot where they they run it back with Geno, which I don't think that's really where you want to be. I think you want to kind of you want to get. You don't want Geno as great as it's been. It's still Geno Smith. We want to get a better quarterback in there, right? I don't oh, think Geno's yeah. not winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, it, but what's nice though is since they fleeced everyone from uh, the, you know, the Jets to the Broncos, they they'll have the picks to do that. That is true, man. They are set up <laughs> very nice for the future. Um, shout out Pete Carroll, man. He's he's a good head coach. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, all right, moving on to Bucks Forty ers Real quick, do you think that picture with Antonio Brown is real? I don't think it is. I think they said uh, it was someone else already. From what I've gathered from the yeah. digging I've done, you know, in the comments and stuff, it seemed like it was debunked, <laughs> but I don't know. Who knows? I wouldn't it's, think so, man. That seems, that seems unlikely, but. Yeah, absolutely wild. One of the comments I saw said, I believe this because that man is a demon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if, yeah, if there, if it were to happen uh, <laughs> to anybody, it would be someone like AB. So. <laughs> power Absolutely. to him if that if that's true i mean that's uh that's amazing i mean what a what a like you what a scumbag i mean someone take you in your house and you do that I, that's why i don't think it's true i don't i surely to god not he didn't do that yeah that's no, as low as it gets yeah i don't think so either but just what a what a crazy person um <laughs> Anyway, looking at the Buccaneers, so they are sixth in pass blocking in the 49ers, 49ers rank fifth. Uh, scoring leaders for the Bucks still Devin White, even though he's a little spotty, 17.1 points per game, 43.1 PFF. Uh, that's, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're worried about. We've seen this movie before, and it always leads to all of a sudden they're not playing. Yeah. Uh, after him, it's Antoine Winfield, 13.5 points per game, 78.4 PFF. Then Levante David, 12.1 points per game, 84.1 PFF. 
Mike Edwards, a uh, lot of injuries in the safety core. Last week it was uh, Keanu Neal and Logan Ryan. That's how banged up they were. Uh, Mike Edwards, 11.7 points per game, 54.8 PFF. Carlton Davis, great streaming corner option. Maybe not this week. Brock Purdy isn't exactly Joe Montana. Uh, 10 points per game, 61.4 PFF. Vita Vey, 9.6 points per game, 61.7 PFF. Great defensive tackle option. Our dynasty stash is Logan Hall. Any other bucks you want to mention? No. Yeah, Mike Edwards. Um, is he going to play this week, you think? Uh, it looks like Winfield maybe isn't. That's what I said. I've been tracking him. I already abandoned That's the ship right. on, on Edwards a little bit a, a while ago. Sean O'Neill has been pretty productive. I was looking at his log. I mean, he's been he's been a fine, you know, option for you if you're in a pinch. Oh yeah. Yep. Definitely a solid option. Um Logan Ryan, I'd trust a way less than Keanu Neal at this moment in time. Yeah. yeah, he's been bad this year. I thought he was gonna be um used a lot more there in Tampa, but hasn't been the case. Yep. So yep, just something to keep an eye on. Um uh, we heading over to the Niners though. So Nick Bosa. 22 points per game, but he's averaging 25.7 for the last month with an 89.9 PFF. He is the sack leader with 15.5 on the year, which is good because I made that bet before the season. So uh, let's go, Johnny. Oh, yeah. Things are looking good. Knock on wood. Uh, 62 pressures, second most in the NFL. Looking great. Uh, Fred Warner's the next highest scorer with 14.5 points per game, but he's averaging 20.1 over the last month with an 83.1 PFF grade. Just a solid, excellent linebacker option always. Uh, Talanoa Hufunga after that, 13.6 points per game on the season, but he's definitely in a slump. 8.7 over the last month or so, 67.2 PFF. That's taken a hit over the last month or so, too. He was by all 22 starting safety for like six, seven weeks. He is not anymore. Uh, so just something to keep an eye on. Uh, after that, Dre Greenlaw, 12.3 points per game on the year, 16.5 points per game over his last four, 82.5 PFF, just solid. Uh, and then we've got Chavarius Ward and Diamador Lenoir are our corner options. Decent matchup against the Bucks. Uh, Ward's the better option at 10 points per game with a 78.2 PFF. Uh, and then Samson Ebucom, 8.9 points per game, 68.1 PFF grade. And then Eric Armstrong, uh, Armstead, uh, finally came back from injury in week 13. It was his first game back since week four, so we don't even know what this dude uh, is capable of anymore. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Thoughts on the Niners? Yeah, I'm looking up the sack leaders right now. So, yeah, like you mentioned, Nick Bosa, 14.5. Matt Judon, next closest, 13. Michael Parsons, 12. Max Crosby, 10.5. So I think those four guys, I mean, is the MVP – Sorry, the defensive player of the year is it coming out of one of those four? Oh yeah, definitely. And and they, I if you're looking at Pro Football Reference, it takes them a week to update it. So mm, I am, Cro I am. Yeah, Crosby's got eleven point five. Um, so yeah, I I think it's probably Bosa, but Parsons has a a, a good shot for sure, especially after this week. I think. Um, uh, but yeah, it's got to be one of those guys. Who who are you taking? Yeah, that's tough, man. I mean. Max Crosby's probably having the best year 
stat wise, right? And he's oh, right, he's right. Because insane. Because if, if they're looking at more than just total sack number, it's got to be Crosby. Yeah, but the team hasn't been performing well, so I mean that's that's going to be the issue. So I mean, I guess it's going to be, it's probably got to be Bosa, um, or Parsons. Yeah, yep. I, I I think I'd lean. Man, that's tough. I'd probably lean Bosa today. Yeah, but that, that's that's yep. probably because we're coming off the three sack performance against the Dolphins. So we'll see what Parsons does this week. Yeah, wild, absolutely wild. Yep. Uh, but yep, those are that's that matchup. Okay, um, man, we but Edge just in a really good spot right now. I mean, there are some really really good Edge Edge rushers at the uh, that are really young right now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, defensive tackle too, in a in the best uh, spot it's been since I've been playing IDP. No sure. kidding, man. Yes, we're gonna do a like a top eight defensive tackles for Dynasty, and yeah, it's been a lot of fun just looking at those guys and and comparing them to each other. Um, because yeah, there it is. It was very easy to come up with eight defensive tackles this year. Oh, dude, it's never been like that. There were stretches, yep. stretches of years, plural, where it was three guys. It was Stacks, Harrison, Aaron Donald, and, and like one other guy. And Cam that, Hayward, that, maybe. Yeah, if, Cam Hayward, right. And that, that's how it was for like a decade. And if you didn't get one of those three guys, you were screwed. And that was the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah, man, there's there's some good ones out there. Um, all right, moving on. Dolphins versus the Chargers. Dolphins ranked 31st in, pa- in pass blocking. Chargers ranked 24th. Injuries to watch this week. Derwin James did not practice Thursday with a quad injury. Sebastian Joseph Day did not practice with a knee injury. So scoring leaders for the Dolphins, Bradley Chubb, 11.7 points per game, 69.9 PFF grade. Uh, Christian Wilkins, 11.3 points per game, 78.1 PFF grade. Jalen Phillips, my dog, 11 points per game this year, 83.1 PFF grade. He has the ninth most pressures with 48, and he has a 19.9% pass rush win rate that ranks seventh best in the NFL. So really love to see Jalen Phillips have his uh, coming out party this year. Jerome Baker, 11 points per game, 72.6 PFF grade. That guy's been playing pretty well as of late. Continues to just be kind of underrated. I think no one really wants to have that guy on their roster, but he does provide you with some pretty nice weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. He's okay as like an IDP flex, be, be, yeah. you know, because then you can eat the week where they decide they're just going to give him 10% of snaps. That's true. And they, they like to use him as a pass rusher quite a bit out there. So, I mean, he does have that, that sack upside. Um, Javon Holland, 10.6 points per game, 71.3 PFF grade. Melvin Ingram has been pretty solid this year at 9.8 points per game, 74.0 PFF. Landon Robert, uh, Roberts, 9.8 points per game, 57.0 PFF. And then Zach Saylor, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he's been really good as of late, 8.8 points per game, but he's averaging 13.5 over his last five, 73.3 PFF grade this year. Um, any, any Dolphins uh, corners that you're – excited yeah. about Johnny yeah this is a good matchup uh you know Tua versus Herbert this this should be a shootout um Cater Kohu for sure Xavier Howard behind that and then uh Sante Samuels and Michael Davis for the Chargers for sure okay don't have a lot of Chargers that we're really going to pull from I mean 
It's mainly their, their top guys. Derwin James, 15.7 points per game, 76.1 PFF grade. Drew Tranquil, 14.5 points per game, 59.7 PFF grade. He's second in missed tackles this year was 21. Mm. Um, Khalil Mack, 12.8 points per game, averaging just 8.6 points per game since week nine, 74.3 PFF grade. Joey Bosa, I don't think he is close to returning. Uh, that was the story that I saw as of seven days ago. So have you heard anything different, Johnny? Uh, last I read was mid-December, and we're not at mid-December yet, but it just makes sense. Like, we're we're almost at the end of the season, and Jamal Adams is nowhere to be seen. Joey Bosa is nowhere to be seen. TJ Watt has played a handful of games this year. Like, it's just a normal—oh, uh, Shaq, Darius Leonard, nowhere to be seen. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just a normal year. It's just a normal year. It's true. Those guys, they do have that reputation at this point, and they're, uh, yeah, they're living up to it. Okay, this is our this our last one, Johnny. Yeah, let's close it out and then we'll do the uh, questions uh, so we don't forget those. Uh, Patriots versus Cardinals. So the Pats have the twenty first ranked pass blocking unit. Cardinals is ranked twentieth. Scoring leaders for Arizona: Zach Allen, great year, thirteen point one points per game, seventy one seven PFF grade. Zayvon Collins, also a great year, twelve point nine points per game, fifty nine point six PFF. TJ Watt, that old man strength, uh, 12.8 points per game, 62.7 PFF. Isaiah Simmons, 12.7 points per game, 64.4 PFF. Buda Baker, 11.4 points per game, 70.8 PFF. And you don't want any cornerbacks against the Patriots passing attack because it only exists in theory. Uh, Cameron Thomas, Dynasty Stash, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think he's he's definitely uh, someone you want to keep an eye on. Also, um, Maje Sanders, another nice one there for for Arizona. But yeah, I think that about covers it. Zach Allen has been really good this year. Mm. That's someone that could see a, a nice little payday. I think his contract is is up after this season, but he's been really good. I've been really impressed with him. Yes, sir. Uh, moving on to the Patriots, where if it's not one of like two or three people, I don't care. Uh, Matthew Judon's one of them, 18.4 points per game, 74.4 PFF, and he's among the sack leaders. Really great season. Kyle Duggar actually has been playing enough lately. He played 99% of snaps last week, uh, 13.8 points per game over his last four, 11.9 for the season, 72.8 PFF. We're looking good there. Jonathan Jones is a good week to start him at corner, 11.4 points per game, 69.2 PFF. Uh, Dietrich Wise is also one of the guys I like, actually, because he plays a ton every week. I don't know why. It makes no sense, but I'll take it. Uh, 11.4 points per game, 72.9 PFF. Uh, and then we've got another decent corner option, at least if you ever turn yards. Marcus Jones, 10.2 points per game, 75.8 PFF. Jawan Bentley, who may or may not play enough for you. 9.7 points per game, 72.8 PFF. And Josh Uche, 9.3 points per game, 19.1 over his last four, 85.8 PFF. But if we're going to be really honest here, if it's not Judon, Duggar, and Wise, and Jonathan Jones at corner, and McCordy at safety, it's going to fluctuate wildly, and you have no idea what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah, basically stay away outside of Judon and Duggar. Honestly, yeah. 
Right. But I, I wish they'd play Uche more. I mean, this guy, every time he gets an opportunity, he, he flashes like he's been, he's done that for a while now. This isn't like his first year in the league. Like he's, he's been impressive when he gets his chance. Uh, but yeah, that's just, he's lost in that vortex there in New England. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's all she wrote on the previews, I think. Yes, sir. All right, so we got a listener question. This is a long one. Do we want to read this entire thing? Yeah, I'll, I'll accelerate to light speed here. So this is from Blake. Thank you for the question, Blake. What edge rushers would you be targeting in trades for next year? Or are there any standout rushers expected to declare that you're excited about for next year? I think I can answer the second part for us immediately. We're not in any Debbie leagues, so I got nothing. You got anything? Will Anderson, someone you're going to want to be paying attention to. I mean, that's the name that I see that keeps popping up. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be getting into that stuff here in the next month. I mean, we're going to... Um, we like to, you know, draft capital, combine. That's those are big movers for us. That's gonna that's gonna make, um, that's gonna make all the difference for a lot of these guys. So that's when we're really gonna lock in. But yeah, we're gonna start digging into all that stuff here in the next month or so. So we'll we'll have an idea of of who everybody likes and and who are gonna be the top prospects. But uh, Will Anderson's the guy that I think you. You want to reserve, you know, maybe a, a late first or early second for. Um, but, yeah, who are you targeting, Johnny, outside of, you know, the, the guys coming in? Who are the existing guys that you're targeting? Yeah, any anyone that's young and isn't going to cost me an arm and a leg. So right now that's Brian Burns, George Karloftis, and uh, Aiden Hutchinson because there are other young pass rushers that I would like. Crosby, etc. But it's going to cost too much. And and these are guys that we haven't seen their ceiling yet. We're starting to see it with Burns. Um, but Karlaftis Hutchinson, we're just seeing peaks of it. And uh, the best is yet to come. Yeah, I'd, I'm really interested in like Kayvon Thibodeau. I mean, a guy that um, I think can go to a completely different level next year. Um, Yuchina Nuosu, I mean, a guy that is is still probably going to be flying under the radar for what he is. I mean, he is he is one of the better pass rushers in the league, so I like him a lot. Did you mention Karloftis, Car- Johnny? Oh, yeah, yep. Karloftis is a good one. Um, Arnold Abichetti is a guy that I like out of Atlanta. He's been, you know, solid at times uh, this year. There's a lot of really good ones, man. I mean, I think Azizo Jolari was a nice buy, still is a nice buy. Um, defensive tackle-wise, like Quinnen Williams – I think he's DT one. I mean, he he deserves he deserves a lot of respect. I mean, I I would I'd be trying to send out seconds to acquire him because I mean I think he's you know he's the next he's the next big thing at the position he already is. Um, but again, one of those guys that you know he hasn't been doing it for a while, so so the market still may be a little bit behind what he's worth. Right, but, that, um, and that—that's what you're looking for, right? Like you, you yeah. don't want to—you don't want to pay peak price for these guys. You want to find the guys that aren't quite there yet, but you can see it coming. Right, um, Bradley Chubb. I think Bradley Chubb is still a nice buy. The guy's still really young too. You know, um, what he's just like 27. So I mean, he's really just entering his prime as a pass rusher. Josh Allen. I mean, I know we we did bag on him earlier. He's just—he's 27 as well. He will be 27. Um, you know, like I mentioned, we're, we're tired of it as well. So that's usually a good time to, to get out there and, and send out some offers. I mean, you could, 
you could maybe get Josh Allen for a third right now, maybe, you know? So something to think about, but yeah, those would be probably my top targets. Um, yeah. And, and when you can get tandems too, that's, that's always key. I know that's supposed to be an IDP like fairy tale, but we've seen it. We've seen it in recent history. We're seeing it this year in Minnesota. And when you have a tandem, both guys are super productive. Um, it just is what it is. Sam Williams, speaking of tandems, that could be a nice tandem with Micah Parsons. That would be another oh, guy that I'd be targeting. Yeah. hundred percent. But yeah, thank you for that question. Yep. Uh, you want to get the next one here? All right. This is a long one. Do, do I read this whole thing? <laughs> I'll, I'll do it if you want. <laughs> yeah, you do it. I'm not okay. a good reader. All right. So, I, I, uh, this is from Mac. Thank you, Mac. I appreciate you guys putting in the work so I don't have to keep up the awesome work. Thank you very much. His league scoring is, uh, 1.25 for a tackle, three for a sack, two and a half for a forced fumble or fumble recovery. He needs a week 14 pivot for Buckner, who's on by. He's got options including lots of different cuts of steak. Demarcus Lawrence, Hassan Reddick, Trey Hendrickson, Dexter Lawrence, Bradley Chubb, Cameron Hayward, Josh Sweat, Jalen Phillips, Quinnen Williams are all available. So before I even read the rest of this, dude, like you've got prime rib, New York strip, filet mignon, like just pick whatever one you think feels good and fire away because they all play a ton. They're all productive. They're all talented. Uh, they all score a lot of points. And I have no idea which one's going to score the most this week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would encourage try to encourage your league mates to uh, add some more defensive line spots because those guys shouldn't be on waivers, man. Those are those are those are amazing players. You got to find yeah. a way to get those guys into your starting lineup. So I think you got to work towards expanding your IDP rosters. And with the scoring, he did mention the scoring was what three sacks, uh, yeah. three points for sacks, right, uh, and then one point two five for tackles. So yeah, yep. I think that does make the guys like the defensive tackles more appealing. They're guy they're the guys that are gonna have the higher tackle numbers. Quinton Williams. Quinton Williams is the best of both worlds because he gets the he gets the high tackle numbers, but he also I think has like what nine sacks this year. Yeah, yeah. And that's that that's my original answer down below. Like the safest is Cam Hayward, Quinton Williams, yeah. Guys guys like that, because you you know you've got the floor. You don't have to rely on a sack. Yeah, I think that's honestly the answer. I mean, safest and and might be the best because of the scoring. Um, I would like to see those sack numbers get juiced up a little bit. But yeah, I'm so, sorry for uh, just uh, talking shit about your league. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're degenerates. Apologies. And then uh, one other thing in here. So he's got uh, would you bench Jesse Bates in favor of Jordan Whitehead? Jalen Ramsey, who played tonight, actually had a good game. Javon Holland, Nick Scott, Taylor Rabb, Xavier Woods, Kareem Jackson, Jeff Okuda, or Marcus Joyner. Yeah, I would yes. bench. I would bench Jesse Bates for Jordan Whitehead, hundred percent. For damn near all those guys, honestly, Jesse Bates has been terrible this year. But yeah, yeah. Jordan Whitehead, especially. He's he's uh, he's been heating up as of late. Um, yeah, that's an easy call right there. Yeah, good, great matchup this week too. Like that, that feels good. And and here's the thing about that list: those guys are either corners or free safeties. The vast majority of them, the one strong safety or guy that plays in the box a lot is Jordan Whitehead, right there. Uh, so base it off that. Yep. Okay. Is there? There's another part of this one, right? I don't 
think so. I think it's just explaining the lineup. Yes. Correct. We're good. Okay. All right. Well, thank you everyone for those questions. Um, continue to, to send those our way. You can always reach out to me or Johnny on Twitter's. We're very, very responsive. Um, but yeah, everyone, good luck this, this week. We hope that, uh, you get that win that you need to, to get you into the playoffs. Johnny, anything that you want to say before we sign off? Yeah. I mean, just, just reiterate that it's not a good time to have six, uh, six teams on by. So, uh, do what you can, right. Uh, pull out all the tricks and, and scratch and claw and get those wins. And then, uh, new season from there. That's right. And uh, we are going to be here with you the entire time. We're going to be rocking and rolling all this off season. So it don't stop folks. We, uh, we keep going. We, uh, we love it. You know, it's, it's, it's in our blood. We ain't ever going to stop. <laughs> all right. You can find my work over at the IDP show.com. You can listen to our pod every week. Uh, thank you guys for all the support this season. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I think, Johnny, this is our last one that we get to do this year. So, mm, Yeah. I love you, well, brother. I appreciate you hanging in here and doing this with me this year. Big same, buddy. Um, we'll be talking. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Take care. We love you. Good luck. <laughs>